Welcome to the Fit Femme Project Alignment Podcast. It is here that we cultivate and gather all who have been through it in fitness, relationships, careers, lifestyle changes, and unforgettable crucial life pivots trying to achieve their most sovereign selves. We're here to provide you with thought-provoking, detailed stories and information from truly fascinating men and women from all walks of life, professions, generations, and modern-day sagas who speak to their rawest, darkest moments that made them the strong, decisive, humble, helpful, healing people that they are today. We ask them to hold nothing back because life is a multi-dimensional pursuit to be stronger, healthier, and more aligned mentally, emotionally, and physically. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's pod. As usual, I'm super excited for this topic today because it's something everyone has probably experienced in their lives at some point in some form of fashion, rebounding. And joining me today is Coach Nicole. Hello. Hi. We are in person today, which is really nice. So, um, extra cool experience. <laughs> yes. I got to meet Walter and Jasmine. Walter and Jasmine. Well, she's being kind of a weirdo, but <laughs> anyway, so um, to open things up, I want to know how many times you would say you have rebounded in your past life. Yeah, that's um, Walter. He probably has an answer. <laughs> yeah, I've rebounded every time I've tried to diet for the wrong reasons. I'd say, you know, I think like many of my clients, I was dieting since I was in my teenager teen teen years you know like whatever since the impression to Mm -hmm. change the way you look yeah yeah yeah, exactly um you know my mom was probably on a diet at some point but then you get you know you get into high school and everyone was skinny so everyone's working out all the time and so I did slim fast when I was in high school oh my god I I did too (laughs) (laughs) and I lost like 15 pounds really yeah and I remember going to a um like my mom worked for the foreign service. So we had to go to, we lived overseas, but we went to, we had to go back to, uh, to the state department, kind of Virginia, uh, DC area to get, you know, by checkups every other year. And I remember after I'd lost those 15 pounds on slim fast, the lady who was like doing my physical, she really congratulated me. She's like, Oh, good job. I'm trying to lose it too. And so you know, that also that hearing that made me think, Oh, dieting is good. Let's just keep doing that because mom's doing yeah. it this lady's doing it she's a doctor she must know that she says dieting you know right good trust job. the doctor why not yeah <laughs> but i gained that weight back when i went to actually no i think i so after that i joined was the navy oh, i was gonna say right out of high school that's yeah kind of, okay yeah and i um actually lost i got in really good shape it was um <laughs> you're just running everywhere but um, kind of the boot camp, yeah, uh, several weeks that we did, and then um, after that though, as soon as I went into studying, I just gained fifteen pounds because I was um, what do you call it? I was just eating trail mix with the M and M's in them. That's all like, you ate, pretty much, because they were so good. Also, like I was eating foods that I didn't really have access to growing up. I lived overseas growing up, so. Oh, so you're like, this is super new and cool. I want to eat all of this. So you didn't have trail mix. And where, where were you living at? Uh, in a bunch of countries in Latin America. I graduated from high school in, from the Dominican, or no, I'm sorry, from Tegucigalpa, Honduras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so and before that, like ninth and 10th grade, we're in uh, the, the Dominican Republic. But um, no, we didn't have like trail mix with the m&ms in them at least like, oh yeah that's that's pretty clutch very... m&ms with it oh yeah i love getting the m&m the raisin and like a couple of like the perfect ratio of salty and sweet yes that's what i pick mm-hmm. out and i make sure <laughs> yep it is yeah and so i just i would snap on that because i didn't know anything that first year out of high school i didn't know anything i mean why would you it was you know however long ago yeah that it was well it's like my mind was more focused on learning you know the navy navy traditions learning my job also learning i was studying because i was going to the naval academy for college after that because we had to spend a year i actually went to a prep school for one year after high school 
And then I went to college. Um, and so I was learning about, you know, you're just kind of getting reacquainted with like math and, you know, just, it's like, a, it's a prep school. Mm-hmm. And so my mind was focused on that. And then I realized I was gaining weight and then I went to the Naval Academy and during plebe summer, which is like two months of another kind of boot camp, essentially, um, I lost some weight, but then I gained it all back again that year because I was just eating because we're running everywhere and I was hungry, but also I w- it's a really stressful place to go yeah. to school. So I was, uh, I was eating to just help me get through my studies. And so, but I also, so I would lose some weight. I joined the marathon team while I was in college and I lost some weight, but then I gained it back once I left the team because, um, I had to focus on, on my, on my classes but then I was trying slim fast and I was trying like what I, whatever I could try while living in the dorms. Um, but slim fast was something I could do, but I gained it all back after I left, after I graduated. Was it like a lot of like a significant amount or? It was always like 15 pounds around there. Oh, okay. Or 20. It was like, it was never just five, never more than that. But I did get to my highest weight, my, within my first, like, I'd say two years in the Navy when I was actually done with college. Um, I got up to like 180 pounds, which was a lot for me. Cause like, you that's know, my goal now, <laughs> it's like, but like, you know, you have to wear yeah. a uniform yeah. when you go to work. And so it was at the point where they were so tight and I was, you know, you'd see the cellulite through my, my pants and they're thick pants. Like the material is like, like the wool, not wool. It's but polyester yeah. type. It's, it's, you know, it's. I know what you mean. It is thick. Yeah. yeah. It's not spandex. Maybe. No, it's not. And <laughs> so, and also it was like running out of breath, walking across the parking lot. So I was like, I need to do something. So then I went on a really insane diet, which we could have probably talked about in our oh, previous episode. Weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, lost a ton of weight, but then gained it all back because I was just trying to control the you know what I was doing not how I was doing it Mm. so um I would say within 10 years I rebounded I don't know five or six times that's yeah I could I feel like that's pretty common for the majority of people Mm um I don't you know I've never personally I've never really paid attention to um my weight there was something I was never really concerned about I wasn't too much of a fad dieter when we talked about that last episode, but, um, yeah, I just wasn't, I remember this might be a good story for another episode, but I'll say it anyway. But I remember when I was little, well, no high school, that's not little. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I got my period when I was 10 years old and I got, you know, my, lady bits popped right out (laughs) real fast and so I looked a lot older than I was and I was super thin before that you know just typical thin flat chested Mm -hmm. my mom was she's told me she's like I I was just so excited that you were gonna have your grandmother's body which is her mom who's tall and skinny (laughs) model-esque and she's like my baby girl's gonna have her the dream body I've always wanted (laughs) But then, you know, I got my cycle and I just went sideways. <laughs> and I mean, I'm 12 or 13 at this point, middle school, and I had gained apparently a bunch of weight really fast. Oh. And I wasn't real concerned about my image mm-hmm. back then, especially. And I remember, and I, she's apologized about this twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, these two times. And I got them both on camera, which is so funny because I was so obsessed with having the video camera out at all times. Yeah. And I would just video things and everyone would get so annoyed with me because I'm like, <laughs> in your face. Anyway, so yeah. my mom got really annoyed at me at one point. She's like, you turn that off or I'm going to tell everyone how much you weigh. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and another time I was videoing my parents, they were just lounging in the living room <clears throat> and they decided to give me this proposition. I think I was a sophomore or junior in high school. And they're like, we'll let you go to prom if you lose weight. Oh, okay. (laughs) And I'm videoing them saying this and I'm just like messing with the zoom option. I'm just like zooming in and out of their faces. I'm like, Ooh, okay. 
yeah. it's a deal. We did this like fake handshake and I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I never really paid attention to my weight and my brother was training to be a personal trainer. He's like, let me train my sister and get her in shape. I'm like, mm, no thanks. <laughs> I got on the treadmill once, I think. <laughs> anyway, so um, let's t- chat about kind of the psychology around why we rebound. Everyone's mm. done it. I kind of say that I didn't, but I've lost and gained weight, whether or not I was aware of it, but we've all done it. We've all lost it and gained it. Mm-hmm. What would you say is like the main mindset psychology behind that? Yeah. I, uh, the first thing would be, I think whenever I'll start with coming from what most of my clients have experienced And then, of course, what I experienced, but I will say, I think there's sometimes some unintentional rebound. For instance, maybe you've lost some weight and you fall ill and you're bedridden and you just can't move your body much. You don't really, you just, you know, you have to eat based on whatever's, you know, going to help you get better. So if you do gain some weight back, it's it's from that reason, then that's, you know, a little bit out of your control. We've all lost weight being sick. Like, this is the best. Why can't this? (laughs) You know, how many many times have you said that? Like, being super sick and all of a sudden you're so thin. Yeah. <laughs> get, get the flu and you're like, I lost five pounds. This is great. But you know, you're at what cost? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I get that. Yeah. And well, I think too, if someone were to like, I've, I've known, um, I, I, I actually, I think about my own experience growing up You know, I lived in several countries growing up and, you know, you go to one country thinking you're eating probably the same food. And especially that first year as you're getting accustomed to, you know, culture and, you know, traditions and the cuisine there, what you think you're eating may not be exactly what you're eating. It can you be mean, higher calorie. You mean like the same food, but from different from country to country, like bread mm-hmm. in France versus bread in, you know, Colombia. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, there's... It's, it's going to have a different caloric value. And unless you're educated on like the nutrition and how many calories are in certain foods and macro macronutrients, um, it can be easy to, you know, get in, you know, learn about the culture, start living there and just gain some weight because you're just not familiar yet with, with things there. And I'd say, I think that does happen. So that would be an example of like inadvertent rebounding. But what we mostly see with our clients, you know, and especially with my own story is, you know, we lost a ton of weight and we gained it all back. And that amount of weight can be, you know, subjective because some people will feel bad about gaining five pounds. Others will feel just as bad about gaining 25 pounds or 55 pounds. Yeah. So the (laughs) amount isn't like, it doesn't really matter. It's just that they didn't keep the weight off. And so, um, with rebounding, the, why it happens is because either we're, we don't have enough information. We don't know the education. What, yeah. yeah. We don't know how much we're consuming, what we're consuming, how it's helping us. And then there's the other side where we try so hard to control the externals, like the kind of diet you're on, um, how many meals, how many, how many meals you're going to have in that day, how perfectly planned your day is you know, how many times you're going to go out that week and how, you you know, everything's like planned to a T. All of that is managed, all those externals, but what's not managed is the internal stuff, right? All mm-hmm. your thoughts, all your feelings um, about, about those externals. So if on the outside you look put together and you have the perfect diet plan, but on the inside, it's kind of chaos. You're like, yeah. you're just kind of, you know, running on fumes by the end of the day or by the end of the week, you're just hoping that you don't have an you know, something triggers you, like, usually by the end of the diet, the reason the weight starts coming back on is because you can't emotionally handle all those triggers that you try to control because you can't control external circumstances. And when you realize that and the emotions kind of over- overwhelm you, if a coping mechanism is to go to food, that's where a lot of the weight will come back on. Right. You start overeating. And then if there's any shame and guilt that comes in, that will perpetuate the behavior. And, um, doesn't happen with everyone. It's what happened to me. That's why I was binge eating is because, um, I was like, you know, all the stories I was telling myself, I was like, I should have it all put together. You know, I, I, I'm educated. I should know more. I should know better. You put so much on your shoulders and like the high expectations for yourself. And I think a lot of people 
do that in in certain ways with okay i'm gonna have this lifestyle i gotta do it all Mm -hmm. i gotta do it all yeah you're right they don't think about the internal work that should be happening Mm -hmm. probably before but at least at the same time while you're going through this process and if it goes hand in hand for you then great that's kind of how it worked with me was you know i work on the mindset stuff and um you know doing healthy activities at the same time and it just kind of snowballed and then look yeah you know (laughs) but where would you say um for somebody who is looking to work on that internal stuff or maybe even just listening to this and realizing oh you know that's a good place to start that's a good idea what could somebody do to kind of begin that process yeah definitely look at where you are right now so you know like those two examples i gave like if you're you know, if you're traveling and you're, you know, you don't, you don't know that much about nutrition and exercise and, um, get smart on that. And then you may find that because of, you know, your curiosity and your, you know, how much you're learning, you may find that you naturally stop rebounding just because you know more, mm-hmm. but if that's not you and you're more on the lines of, you are just chasing diets to lose weight and you feel like you're always chasing, like you're never catching up or you're never feeling caught up and you're feeling more overwhelmed than you are confident, or you're feeling more guilty than you are secure, or you're feeling more um, ashamed of, or more shame than you are, say, um, excited about how you're eating and moving your body like if that pendulum is swinging more towards the side, the side of emotions that you're will do anything to avoid, then that's where, you know, take a look at where you are there and say, okay, this is where I'm at. I don't want to be here, but this means I have the internal stuff to work on. Like I have all the Tupperware, I have all the (laughs) food scales, I have all the, you know, gallon water bottles, I have all the apps, like I have all of that. But if I don't feel like it's working or I, like I can stick with it, then, you know, that's where you turn your eyes inward and say, OK, what do I need to work on? And that's going to be how you're thinking about things. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be determining if how you think about things is going to lead to results you want in the way that you want them. And I would suggest being really clear on that. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that in the last episode of mm-hmm. just taking a step outside of yourself. Yeah. and starting that self-awareness process and looking at your life objectively and not, you know, shaming yourself and excuse me, giving yourself that proper grace to look at your life and see where you're at. Like I keep, this keeps happening. Why? And then taking that step back. Oh, okay. (laughs) There might be some inside stuff that might be a little tricky to work on. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where like, that's why it's so important to just not be alone when you're making something, when you're making a big change, like, you know, you're not going to go to the doctors and say, I want to, I don't know, like you're not going to, you, you want some kind of support when you need to change a lot of what you're doing. Like if you're going to change, like you're not just changing the shape of your body when you want to lose weight, you're changing your lifestyle. Yeah. You want to, so you want to live, you want that lifestyle to be, one that's going to help you live the way you want, not just externally, but internally. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely talking along the lines of like just weight loss, Mm -hmm. but I think it can apply. And yeah, rebounding really is about, you know, losing and gaining weight. Mm -hmm. That's what the subject is about. Mm -hmm. But when we're looking at the internal stuff, it really applies to anything that you're achieving. Yeah. Right. And whether, even if you need to gain weight, there's a lot of people out there Mm -hmm. and that's like a, smaller market of people that need to gain weight and it's healthier for them that they need to be heavier but it's hard how can I do that and then again it goes back to the mindset of I'm severely restricting it's what I've been told it's the knowledge that I have but is that meant for you Mm -hmm. you know and looking at that objectively but yeah, so I just wanted to say that as far as like, yeah, we're, we're definitely talking about weight loss and weight gain. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very specific of what we're saying, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it can be, I think just, it can be jarring, you know, knowing, just acknowledging where you are, especially if you find yourself overeating or binge eating. Because the only reason you're gaining back weight is because you're eating more than your body needs to maintain that weight. And, uh, or you're moving 
much less than we were before or some combination of the two. And it's, um, yeah, it can take a, it can take a, like a, a moment where you need to be with yourself and just figure out what it is that you want and be that brutally honest, have that brutally honest moment with yourself. That's hard. Moments. Those kind of Jesus moments is what I like to call yeah. them. I'll do that when I have had one of those weeks or one of those, I did something that I'm just not proud of. I'll mm-hmm. sit in the shower and just be washing my hair. Like mm-hmm. you got to get your stuff together. <laughs> That's why I walk so much with my dog. It's just me. I won't even ask my, I'll ask my husband sometimes when I'm feeling in a good mood, but when I, when I need to figure stuff out in my head, it's just, I just take my dog for a walk. It's me talking, which you figured that out lately. (laughs) I just need a word vomit. Yeah. And I'll do it with Mark where I'll just call him and just bitch hardcore about whatever's bothering me. And he'll just sit there like a cute little peach and just listen. (laughs) But I think one of the things you said about community that I want to touch back on that because looking back when I started to do anything, whether it was health or fitness or not, I had this mindset. I'm an extrovert, so it's a lot easier for me to Mm -hmm. look for a community. But I understood that if I wanted to be more like this or be more influenced in this subject, I needed to surround myself with people who were also like that. Uh, is that, did you do that when you were going through your process? The no, community? I was a complete opposite. Really? Like I avoided community because I was so ashamed. And yeah. so that's why I think there are different levels. Like, you know, just assessing where you are right now with your rebounding, like you could be on, you can, you'll be on your own level, but you know, you may be on, on your level where you're like, okay, I need a community. It's easy for you to see that. Or you could be, you know, what I think is like, where I was, which is like, I don't want anyone to see where I'm at. I don't even want to see where I'm at, you know? So, but community is honestly what changed, um, that's what changed everything. Like, uh, where did, what community did you find? What was that? I hired a coach actually. Um, and a coach that had a community. So it was other women who wanted the same goal, which was to lose weight, but it was a space where, we could just talk and we wouldn't be judged. Mm. And that's so important. Yeah. (laughs) And so it felt safe to, for me to at least start joking about what I was going through instead of making it like, that's it. I I took extremely, I took like the babiest of baby steps opening up to a community because, you know, I was like, I mean, that's what it takes. Yeah. You know, like, and as soon as, um, but there were still times when I, I still wasn't opening up. So I was still binge eating. And so it, and this, by the time I was like getting into bodybuilding shows. So I would lean out for a show, gain 20 pounds within a month, oh. sign up for another show in three months to lose those 20 pounds. So I did like eight shows in three years just to try to stay ahead of my binges. And it just, it did not work because my body couldn't handle all that cardio and oh all that gosh. lifting. That's so stressful in your body. Yeah. No, it was bad. Like I remember walking out my yard and I felt like an 80 year old woman. Cause I was like, my joints oh. hurt so much. So, um, but yeah, the, it wasn't until I really, I felt, I feel like I had gone through every other Avenue besides community to see if it would help me stop the rebounding, um, stop overeating and stop binge eating. And, um, yeah, I guess that's a for like, that's a form of rebounding is, you know, the severe mm-hmm. rebounding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I tried to, so I became a personal trainer and I thought that knowledge would help me cool it, yeah. cool my eating. Did it? At least no. no. I was like, maybe just for a little bit. No, in fact, it made it worse for me. Cause I was like, I, sh- once I got my certification, I was like, okay, I, I, it's legit. Now I have the piece of paper, but I don't feel any differently. I still feel the urges and the cravings and the fear like I have to keep or the need, the, the intense need to just always be in shape. So I was like, okay, well, maybe if I become a nutritionist or a sports a specialist, at least in nutrition, I was like, maybe that'll help. Same thing though. It didn't. Um, then I became a life coach. I was like, okay, I understand mindset and emotions now a little better and did it. And so <laughs> I was like, by then I was feeling really lost and oh. kind of hopeless. I was like, I don't, 
other than getting like a PhD in psychology, which I don't have time for no. eight, eight years. Like that's something. the last educational step. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't have time for that. Like, I don't, I don't know what, where else to go to Help get, yeah. To yeah. stop this, you know, this yo-yoing essentially. And it wasn't until honestly, um, I really started following Casey and this was like years ago now, but, um, just listening to stuff other than the, just, you know, follow this plan. Like there's, you know, you have to be disciplined and use willpower. Like that was so over like heard for me until rise and grind. Yeah. No pain, no gain. I was like, that doesn't work for me anymore. It did when I first started out. I was like, yeah, I'm hardcore, but it just, I got desensitized to it. So, um, but Casey started talking about alignment and being a woman and stuff. Yeah. And I was spirituality. I was like, this isn't going to work, but I couldn't look away or stuff. I know. So, um, and it really, so I knew, I understood the value of community. That's, I really, that's when I started to see that that was the missing piece for me. I was Uh, like, I need to stop doing this on my own. I need to bring in other people into my life because obviously on my own, it's not working no matter what certifications I have. And, um, so as soon as I started opening up, I was like, okay, this, I actually started opening up more to my husband. Um, and that started changing things as well. Cause you know, I didn't want to, you know, he was one of the people that I didn't want to, you know, binge in front of, but he was like one person I actually trusted. So, yeah. you know, it takes, it does take a lot of courage, but Absolutely. you know, you got to give yourself, um, you know, just grace and time. But if you can get yourself into a community that is, that is going to help you much faster than doing it alone for sure. Yeah. So what would you say are some other things and that people can do to help lower your chances, I guess, so that, is that a good way to put it yeah. of rebounding or finding yourself right back at the start line or even further back. So community is definitely a big one that I would put that as number one, like now, you know, hindsight's <clears throat> 2020, 20, now that I can look back at my life and see, Oh, how would I have done this differently? I would have reversed it and put community first instead yeah. of last. Um, just cause I would have, I would have healed much more quickly, but so that's the first thing I would say. And then second thing would be educate yourself, um, get smart on nutrition. I mean, you have to eat to live. Yeah. Uh, you know, I try to think back on when I was a little kid and how easy it was for me to eat and move. It, it felt so fun. Like I had the most confidence, I think, when I was a little kid. Of oh. course, I didn't know. You weren't <laughs> poisoned by the world. Yeah. yeah. But I liked the feeling. Yeah. And I was like, how can I get myself to that? And I would question, like, <laughs> is that even realistic? Like, you're almost 40. Like, is that something you want to do? And I was like, you know what? I have think- that childlike innocence again. Is that what you're saying? Well, just the not be wrought with stress and self-imposed pressure and worry. I was um, like, can I train myself to not stress myself out? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good like way to go about it. Train myself to not be stressed out. <laughs> but it actually, I was like, you know, I don't like what's, what's gotten in my way since then. I was like, I've, you know, tried on so many other people's thoughts, you know, and ideas to see if it fits me. I was like, I'm just going to start tossing the ones that aren't fitting and see mm-hmm. which ones stick. And we'll, we'll start with that. But um, yeah, educate yourself. Yeah, that everything. is a good point. And the other thing to bring up with that, though, is that, you know, there's just so much noise out there, especially mm-hmm. in this space yeah. that it's like, okay, educate myself. And now what? Like, where do, what do I Google, you know? Yeah. And I think as far as dieting goes, what would you say for somebody to educate themselves on? If they're going to pick like, I mean, we're not going to talk about a fad diet. We just talked about that. But if it's a, a lifestyle way of eating, where would you suggest people begin research? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Lindsay brought this up at our the last conversation. She said, find someone who's modeling what you want to achieve. And but find a, give yourself like, I don't know, five to 10 people. Don't just stick with one because they're each going to have yeah. hopefully a different approach. And then you find one that fits what you think, what would fit your life? What would be realistic? Like if if someone's doing keto, but you know, you love eating pie, like keto is not for you. So pie is just fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like find, um, find someone who's, you know, more, who's behaving and living in a way that's more aligned with what, how you would want to. 
And I'd say go from there. Then learn how they learn. Learn what they, you know, what they're certified in or, um, you know, what they're interested in. You can start there. That's what I, I think say. that is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. It is just that exactly. And I think a lot of people have a hard time with, obviously, dieting and the food part is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. My personal journey was, you know, I don't want to give up anything, Mm -hmm. right? We've all been there. We all thought that like, I don't, I remember there was a time in my life where I will never give up cereal. (laughs) Man, I love cereal. I still do. Um, And I still had that at the time I had that sugar addiction, you know, Mm -hmm. like I was kind of being controlled by it, but I was like, I sticking my guys. I will not give up cereal. (laughs) But then I all of a sudden found, you know, there's obviously a lot more story around why and how this happened. But I found myself where I wasn't eating it at all. I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't like craving it. I didn't feel like I needed it or wanted to have it for dinner, Mm -hmm. even though that might be perfectly okay one night or whatnot. But I realized, Oh, I can, I can still eat this stuff, but my mindset's different. I'm not like, I don't have that addiction. And then throughout my journey, over the next several years and then learning flexible dieting mm-hmm. and macro counting that, yeah, I actually can eat all this stuff within moderation, you know, mm-hmm. and you have Lindsay schedules me a mindful meal yeah. every week. And so I don't log it or anything, keep it along the lines of what we're going for and just, just eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that is a good thing for people to understand is that you don't have to, Give up the things you love. If you mm. love milk, but you're lactose intolerant, just stay away from that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I think education is, is a good part. And I don't think, I don't want people to feel overwhelmed either because that's a huge thing to mm-hmm. tackle. It's like, where do I, what do I do? Where do I start? Mm-hmm. And that's definitely part of the overwhelm. Yeah. And then, and then I think too, of like people who, who do, who are educated though, and they're still rebounding, right? Those are, that was you. Yeah, that was me. And that's where I can't stress enough the community and not isolating yourself because there's a fantastic book written by Anna Lemke called Dopamine Nation. And she talks (gasps) about, I haven't read that, but I know what you're talking about. Yes. Oh my God. It's fantastic. I think I could just, I'm going to just memorize the whole book, (laughs) but she, she hit on two of the biggest takeaways I had from that book that pertain to rebounding and community. One is acknowledging the, you know, like the internal mental, emotional piece that you have to the need to rebound the need for that food. And that'll come with understanding, you know, hormones, neurotransmitters like dopamine and knowing for instance, that whenever there is the, high anticipation of something rewarding you have that dopamine spike but if you don't get it there's an equal amount of pain that you're going to have to feel and that's what people are terrified of and will avoid at all costs and so she talks about you know people addicted to you know substances and uh, drugs but it can kind of it really aligns with yeah yeah, with uh, food and so but once you understand that you know, there is the, you have the urge and the craving. And then if you don't reward that anticipation with the food, you are going to have to experience a level, an amount of pain, but that over time that will diminish and will decrease. And basically your dopamine uh, will like, and pain will stabilize within a tolerable amount. And that's, you know, that's where you can feel any discomfort. And it's not going to bother you to the point of needing an external thing like food to cope with it. You can just, mm. with a thought, tell yourself, no, it's, it'll be fine. It'll be okay. You just not that hump. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it takes practice. But then the second piece to her book that is was so important was with people like, you know, who are educated but are still rebounding, for instance, in, in our conversation. Uh, she said that one reason people will continue to rebound or continue to go for the substance or the thing to help them cope is because they're isolating themselves because they have so oh. much shame because of what they're doing that they do the thing. Like, so in our case, like we'll overeat or like I was doing, I was binging. They feel so much shame that they isolate themselves. Don't tell anyone and because they feel so bad. They go back to the behavior and it just becomes this, this shame cycle, this, what's it called? She, there was, um, 
uh, destructive shame cycle, I think she called oh, it. Oh, interesting. So, but it's, it's just you. Oh my God. You would love it. You especially would love it. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but then she says, you know, shame also isn't the problem. It's just an emotion you need, uh, in order to get out of that cycle is to bring in people that you trust. And this kind of talks, you, you mentioned Brene Brown a lot. Yeah. And so oh God, yeah. this is where, you know, as Brene Brown <laughs> says, who's in case anyone's listening, she's a researcher on shame. Um, and she, vulnerability. Yes. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. Caitlin would definitely know. I see her book. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, if you're going to open up to anyone, open up to only people who have earned your trust. Right. Yeah, it so doesn't have to be Facebook. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be everyone. So open up to people who you trust, bring those people in your circle. But as soon as you, but that means you're not isolating yourself anymore. So you're breaking that chain. You're breaking that cycle. And because you're not isolating yourself, you're not repeating the shame. You're actually opening up. You're feeling more vulnerable, oh, which is scary at first, yeah. but then you're also feeling more connected and more, um, more love. Feels. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's a great first step. Like just, if you love your mom, call your mom. Oh you my know? God. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that you trust, and then that starts breaking that sh- that cycle, and you start getting out of that repetitive yo-yo, not just emotional yo-yoing, but like physical yo-yoing with your weight and with the behavior and the food. So that's what we'll get. So that's why community is literally the secret sauce to getting out of. That. I agree, and it kind of brings up what we were talking about earlier about the um, what you would hear with the rise and grind and hit the streets and blah blah. Part of that messaging with the people who say those kinds of things is you know silently work on your goals and then show up prove to everyone you know what i mean if you heard those like messages where it was like in silent silence achieve your goals and go after and make sure no one knows what you're doing just to like prove yourself to people in a way that is like look at me bitches (laughs) like walking through the door all of a sudden and you have the perfect six pack like i mean maybe that works for some people but that's part of that messaging that you hear, just like work on your goals and your Yeah. No. It's like the only thing that's worth noting is what's on the outside, even though on the inside you're struggling. You're like, yeah, yeah. look at me, but someone please hug me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me personally, there was maybe not to the scale of what you're talking about or what you've gone through with the shame, mm-hmm. but whenever I would try to like achieve something, whether it was health or fitness related or not. I wouldn't want to tell anybody about it necessarily because it also presented a level of accountability. Like, well, now I have to do it. (laughs) And then there was that shame too. Like, well, what if I don't? And then people are going to be like, I knew it. Or like, Mm -hmm. that's just Caitlin. You know what I mean? Um, I think, yeah, that was one of our other points that we wanted to bring up was the, like hiring a coach. Mm -hmm accountability part of it and that's why I just I never want to not be coached now (laughs) because that level of accountability and just having somebody keeping you within the lane you might be bumping around but you're staying in the lane and that's what a coach does yeah and I think with a coach it's the fastest way that you can learn (laughs) about yourself because I was um you know there's so much to learn about our body that we're not taught growing up anymore like in schools and um it's just there's if you want to live the life that you you know see yourself living in the body that you want, the level of fitness that you want, the health that you want, you have to learn a lot more about your body than, you know, like I said, in your time school, but it's a fun learning because you become the best teammate with your body. Yeah. So having a, a coach to who's spe- like, who's a personal trainer who specifically is focused on health and fitness and um, can 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 like connect dots for you and fill in gaps that you know may have taken you I don't know months or years to learn you know through a certification or through learning online but um yeah a coach I would say is the fastest way to get to that point where you are working with your body and living in the way that you see yourself wanting to live yeah yeah I agree and then the other thing too that we wanted to touch on was keeping things simple yeah (laughs) Especially if you're just starting out, like, where do I start? What do I Google? Who do I hire? Honestly, just start. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where I think I talked about this in a mini-sode, a little bit about my background was where I was just so overwhelmed and sick and tired of, like, trying to do everything all at once. Mm -hmm. I decided to 
one, I changed my mindset of, I just want to just do good things to my body. I just want to do things that help myself. What's that? And I was like, oh, you know what? Water. Let's start there. Let's just not worry about anything else. Take clear the plate. Let's just drink as much water as I need to every day. Guess what? That's easy and also free. (laughs) (laughs) You might be going to the potty a lot more than you like. I mean, I have to go pee so bad right now, but... (laughs) water is like that's what I tell people if I ever have the chance is to just start with water or walking like just walk Mm -hmm. like 10 extra steps a day than you normally would Mm -hmm. and that's also free and hopefully yeah but yeah just clearing the plate Mm -hmm. keeping it simple and reducing that overwhelm where you can and control what Mark says all the time control what you can control like stop saying that (laughs) I mean, you're right, but stop. <laughs> yeah. Like with some of the stuff I've been dealing with this week with work, oh. he's like, oh, you control, we control and hope, you know, for the best outcome. I'm like, well, it better be the best outcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so were, were you ever in that position where you had to like clean the plate for yourself? Oh, yeah. When I was um, at the bottom of my fourth jar of almond butter mm-hmm. in a week. <laughs> That's so I was like, okay, I need help. It was just clear. It was like, stop trying to figure it out on your own. And um, that's what did it for me. But but with the simplicity, like it really, just like you're saying, like, keep it simple. Like if you were to, I just saw this, someone posted this on Instagram, but it's so true. It's like, if your dog, for instance, was overweight, the vet would say, <clears throat> you know, cut some of its food, don't feed it as much, and then give it some exercise to do. That's true. Yeah. That's literally the same for a human body. And, um, we just complicate it with, you know, well, you need these supplements and you eat the need to eat these, you know, this meal at this time of day and all these extra rules. And it's just that, that complicates it. It does. Just yeah. keep it simple. Like what, how did, would your dog lose weight? It's literally the same way for you. I listened to an interview from, you know, Jonah Hill, the comedian yeah. guy, he, he was in those movies with, um, Channing Tatum before oh, he, yeah. you know, how he, he lost a bunch of weight. Oh, I've heard. Yeah. Uh, he was in an interview. I can't remember who he was being interviewed by, but he, I'm pretty sure it was Channing Tatum who he went up to and was like, you know, how do you, how do you do it, man? Like, how do you stay in shape and have a six bag? He goes, well, I just basic, just what you say, just these basic things. So he, he's like, that's it. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's lost all this weight. He looks incredible. Like it was just that like mindset shift that it doesn't have to be that hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dealing with the mindset stuff and, you know, that's just personal things and your own personal development, self-awareness journey. And it looks different for everybody. I encourage everyone to go on it. But really, if you look at the bigger picture, it's it is simple. Mm -hmm. You know, just just move a little bit more, drink more water, just do the good things like people. I don't know what to do. It's so much. It's so funny because as I've been trained as a coach, I'm not acting. I'm not a coach, but We were taught, and I'm sure you were taught the same way, that like you're taught to help them uncover the answers because they already have them. Yeah. You know, we all have that. We're smart people. Our mm-hmm. bodies are smart and they know, our bodies know what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what the value of a coach is. That it just helps us peel back those layers mm-hmm. of the onion and just saying that you're, you're already a really great onion. <laughs> <laughs> just let's peel off some of those flaky layers. Yeah. You know, let me help you and be nice and shiny and... Thinking. No, I'm just kidding. No, I get it. I'm like, as a, I'm just a question. I like to think of myself as like a question master. Like I just ask questions at the right time or the right question, just because I know where you want to go. Yeah. And I know a healthy way to get there. And I know how you're getting in your way. Like that's why it's a coaching relationship. Like yeah. I really get to know everyone, but um, it's just asking questions because I always say too, like the brain's like, a, or where did I hear this from? I heard this when I was first becoming a life coach. Like brain's like a heat-seeking missile like any huh. question you ask it it will answer so the it has to question, complete the puzzle basically it does like literally it's impossible for your brain not to come up with you know put thoughts in your head whenever you ask it a question so yeah. um the quality of your questions matter and um that's what I, you know, it starts with having someone else maybe offer you different sets of questions that make more sense mm. with what you're trying to achieve. Mm. That's why having a coach is really helpful. 
Have you read that book, Change Your Questions, Change Your Life? I've heard it, though. I haven't read it. I was it. like, she had to have read it. With what you're just saying, that like she had to have read that. <laughs> it's really good. One of the very few books I got on audiobook, because it's kind of interesting the way it was written. Um, it was more like storyline oh. type of, rather than just a typical knowledge book or yeah. whatnot. It was still really good, and it gets you out of your head of, like, you don't have to be the yes man. Oh. You don't have to have all the answers. Just ask the right questions. Oh my God, I need to read that book. <laughs> Maybe not the right questions, but just start asking questions, yeah. whether you're a coach or just a simple person listening mm-hmm. today. <laughs> just ask yourself questions like, why am I getting in my way? Why this? Just ask yourself questions. Questions will literally change your life. Yeah. And so, I loved that growing up. I wish I knew that when I was growing uh, up because all the shame you have in school where you don't want to answer a question. Or ask a question because you don't want to look stupid or dumb. Like, oh, that would have really changed my life. Yeah. Completely <laughs> different upbringing. <laughs> For real. Um, all right. Well, that's pretty much like, wow, that was a great topic. That was so good. I love saying that. I want to ask. So I've been starting to do this a little more often in the end of these episodes is uh, top five. <clears throat> okay. So for you, I'll answer too, because I like to talk. Um, top five um, ways that you're motivated or motivate top five motivators. What are okay. yours? Uh, for me, a really like really good music. Yeah, for sure. I always have my headphones charged. So I don't forget. But if I even if I forget my headphones, I will try to like bring the song up in my head if I if I need I was it. gonna say, what do you do when you forget your headphones? <laughs> oh, I hate it when that happens or they're dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, I usually work out on my phone too, so I'll just like I'll play it on YouTube, like in the corner, so it's not bugging other people. But so as long as I get like the first tune and rhythm in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm oh, pumped. Okay. Yeah. I listen to podcasts when I work out. It's weird, I've switched. <laughs> not much of a music person. I hate seeing that. But anyway, all right, next. Um, I would say actually whenever I get a new training program from my coach. Oh yeah. Something different. Yeah. Just because it's, I like, well, one, I like the change, but also it's like, oh my God, how did she put, how did she put this together? How's my body going to look when I perform all this? What muscles is it going to work? Cause we're focusing on glutes or we're focusing on back. And it's like, okay. So you just, my mind goes to, you know, it creates this vision immediately and it gets me excited. Oh yeah. Lindsay changes mine up every so many weeks mm-hmm. and it is, you're right. It is motivating because it's different. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it starts the same old workouts get a little mundane. Um, but then it's motivating because, Oh, it's different. And I'm like level. If you feel like you're leveling yeah. up, like you're, you're achieving a new goal, even though, you know, you're, Things are basically the same. I don't know. <laughs> but you're like leveling up in the game. You know, you're yeah. just the extra tier that you keep stacking. Yeah. Well, and it's also like because I'm a coach and I write training programs, I know based on how consistent my clients have been, like if, it, if one's due for like if someone's due for a new training program, I base it off of what she's attained from the previous one. So I will put oh. something maybe a little harder because I'm like, I know she can do it. And so I think when my coach writes programs like that for me, I'm like, does she, does she believe in me? She, <laughs> she really well, does. I hope so. <laughs> no, but it's like, I want to show her how strong I'm getting. You know, there's just a little bit of that too. So it, it was when I switched to Lindsay being my coach, mm-hmm. we were talking. So the first conversation we had surrounding her being my coach, I told her, I was like, I was on five days a week, but it was so rare. I got that five days. Mm-hmm. And I just, and she goes, okay, we'll do four days a week, but you're going to work for it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of my other motivation ones when I feel motiv- what motivates me is new workout clothes. Oh is that you too? Yes. I just, oh, I see the stack. I have my closet right now. I spent so much money when I was in the Navy and bodybuilding. Like I spent stupid amounts of money on workout clothes. It was worth every single one. Like, it's so worth it, yeah. man. I love it. <laughs> I do too. But they get the little holes in there and you mm-hmm. forget to like not take it out of the washer mm-hmm. and put it in the dryer. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. No, but that's a good one. Definitely. And then. So like for me right now, a big one is this vacation. That's a celebration that's coming up. Ooh, four. It's our, so my husband and I will be married 10 years next May. Double digits. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't put it that way before. That's really? a lot. Yeah. yeah. What is 10 years? You're, no, 
Golden is 50. What's 10? Silver is 25. Well, this is a dumb question. Is it Keep diamonds? Going. It's diamonds. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to tell him next time I see him, like, what'd you get? <laughs> That's okay. But, you know, we kind of talk on, we've talked about this before about, um, goals and that's a good like short-term goal and those are good to have yeah 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 I'm I'm not one to really do challenges I get really competitive uh, like a 30 day challenge or something unless I'm gonna like beat someone <laughs> don't yeah. do them so I, but with a wedding especially because we're in a Maui so like we're just uh, gonna be wearing can dresses you still and, live there? yeah when I was in the navy he and I were both stationed there in Pearl Harbor it was paradise oh, yeah I'm so jealous. okay so you're going back to where it all began yeah, well, it was actually, we got married in Washington State, but then he deployed like a week later after we oh. got married. Oh. Yeah, and he was gone for like, oh, several months. And then he came back and like, I think a month, within a month, moved to Hawaii. So, oh. and then a year, 10 months later, then I moved to Hawaii. So it was our first place that we were co-located, living under one roof, oh. newlyweds in Hawaii. Like, it was absolute. it was perfect. You had the longest honeymoon. <laughs> we. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. To Every, like people go to Hawaii for their honeymoon. Look at you, yeah. lucky duck. So we're gonna go back, and it's on our ten years. I mean, we named our dog Maui. That's, that's right. how nostalgic we are. <laughs> um, when when is that trip? So our anniversary is in May, but we're oh. gonna go at the end of February, just because oh. we're inviting some friends, and it's gonna It'll be a big shebang. Yeah. Oh, how. Fun. Yeah, and plus it's the end of winter and it's yes. misery, so that's really good timing. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun! I don't have anything big coming up like that. Maybe I should, so I kick it into gear, maybe a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with short term goals at all, at all. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for joining me today. It was such great inside i'm so excited for next week i'm not going to tell you what we're talking about because i like to keep things a surprise so tune in next week y'all and have a great night bye thanks for listening to the ffp alignment podcast please support us by downloading rating and recommending us to your friends and family be sure to check us out on instagram at the fit fem project that's f-i-t-f-e-m-m-e project and for those of you looking to find their essential balance of lifestyle and fitness book a free consult by going to the fitfemproject.com that's f-i-t-f-e-m-m-e project.com and click apply now until next time this is the fitfem project alignment podcast